and welcome back to the Completely Fucking Clueless podcast. My name is Sarah Alice Liddy. Unfortunately, Audrey cannot be with us today because she's not feeling well. However, we have a special guest, another Sarah. I actually don't know how to say your last name and I forgot to ask you before we started. No, I'm so glad that you asked because it's boss. It is boss. It is boss. Okay, I was saying boss. now. I think. Yeah, a lot of people say boss. And then uh, I haven't changed my name legally yet Mm -hmm. because I... I, you know, I'm a procrastinator, and that's probably one of those things. I'm like, oh, we're literally gonna hit our one year before I do this, uh, <laughs> but I'm changing it to Bass. So it's a one letter difference. Oh, that's not bad at all. So Sarah B really covers it all. I love it. I love it. And Sarah is the host of the Attainable podcast. I love it. And I'm excited that this is a duo today. Yeah. I'm excited. We've been planning this for so long. I know. And it was never going to be in person. No. And then I just happened to be coming in town, and I was like, let's let's get this rolling 100 percent. and you're here for work right uh no 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 oh. i just came to live life live life live laugh love oh my goodness yeah. so what do you have going on this week here um well i am going to a show i'm probably gonna do some eating i was just here in january mm-hmm. and so and i was not expecting to come back I right think it was actually february so literally like back to back um but my husband's traveling and so i he's traveling for kind of a while I was like, I'm going to skip to New York because my work is here. Right. So I'm in office and I can work in office. And it just it's a lot nicer to just be in office. A hundred percent. It just makes a difference. And so I was like, why not? I could sleep on my friend's couch and Slide. vibe. I feel like I'm tr- this year, especially I'm trying to make New York just kind of like my second home. Yeah. And my friend's couch, my couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So did you grow up in Charleston? Have you been there your whole entire life? I did grow up there. I have not been there my entire life. Okay. I spent a little bit of time in a place called Fort Mill, which is right outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, cool. But it's still in South Carolina because people don't realize that aren't like from the South that Charlotte if you're in a building, like a tall building, like you can look at South Carolina. It is wow. right on the border. So we moved there because my dad had a job in Charlotte, mm-hmm. but, we, but then everybody pretty much, it was like the small town outside of Charlotte that everybody lived in. Yeah. So all the people would live in Fort Mill, South Carolina, and they commute into Charlotte, North Carolina. So I was there from, I don't know, like, I think it was second to eighth grade. Okay. And that's actually, I, moved, I met Joseph in third grade when we were up when we went to school up there and then I came back to Charleston for high school. So have y'all been dating since like your young years? No, no, we, uh, we met actually, we met in third grade. We were standing next to each other in line and we became friends because we were both pale and, (laughs) uh, you know, freckly. And so he, nobody can tell us apart. Okay. And my last name's boss. His last name is bass. When you're in third grade, like our friends, like people would just thought we were siblings. So then we became friends. Um, and we kind of really didn't stay in touch. Like, you know, we're in elementary school right. and he moved away and then came like for a couple of years and then came back in eighth grade, said hello, whatever. And then I moved for high school, Got did it. not stay in contact, um, did not talk. And then there's this program. I think they have it across like. I'm pretty sure they have it in every state. Yeah. We call it Girl State, Boy State. Okay. You know? I don't think I've heard it about it. It's a program that, well, we we call it Palmetto Girl State, Palmetto Boy State for the Palmetto State, South Carolina. And uh, it's a program like every school in the state sends a boy or a couple boys and a couple girls. It like depends on the population of the school Mm -hmm. to this camp. Girls go to Girl State, boys go to Boy State, and you learn how to run for office. Oh. And you learn how, like, the political system is created. And so for a week, like, it's it's funny, they you they fit, like, an entire campaign, and then 
a running and a voting all in one week. And then at the end of the week, like you have been voted in. So I, I did like ran for Senate. I ran for like uh, Department of Education. Like, I don't know, <laughs> whatever. Um, but then at the end of the week, they have like boy state, girl state. They bust you down into the capital of the state and you all meet and like trade shirts. It's like really, <laughs> it's very like, uh, but, I'm wa- you know, I'm walking around and I see him. And yeah. I was like, Joseph Bass, and he was like, Sarah Boss. And so we found, we said, hey, found out that we were going to school in the same city okay. for college. Okay. Went through a whole senior year because that was after junior year. Went through a whole senior year, did not speak. Uh, he texted me at orientation, was like, hey, are you, are you here? And I was like, yeah. And we started hanging out. We just never stopped. Oh my gosh. That's such a crazy story. I have like kind of a similar story with my partner. We met when we were younger and then like met up later in life. Yeah. But those stories are always just so interesting to me. Yeah. And it, yeah, sorry. When did you guys get married? We got married in September of last year. Oh my gosh, yeah. how's married life been? It's been it's really fun. Yeah, like married being married is super fun. It sounds weird. Like it's not. It 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 just it feels kind of funny. Like I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm married. Like that's I'm getting used to that. When I say, oh, I'm a wife, that makes me want to like gag. <laughs> like um. He's my he's my husband. Like if I'm getting used to the husband thing. I'm not getting used to the wife thing. That yeah. just feels like a very like a much older term. I even posted a TikTok, and I think you know, my friends reacted, especially my New York friends reacted like, "Oh my God, you're 25 and married." Yeah, like it feels very young here. I posted a TikTok about that, and I said like, "I know I'm young," and I said I like I don't want to be part of the Southern stereotype, but like I'm aware or whatever. And I got people in the comments like, "Married at 25 is not young," and I'm like, "Okay, well." <laughs> Maybe not to you. I don't know where you're from, but other people, I like, I, I get it from both ends. So or yeah. that sounds terrible. I get it from both sides. Um, that like, is it young? Is it not? I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. Did you ever like envision yourself being married in your like mid twenties? Um, I don't. I think so. I think I. Yeah. I kind of wanted to get married young, but then when I started dating Joseph, I didn't really think much about it. But we started dating when we were like right, eighteen. I yeah. Think. So. He, for longest time, was like, oh, we're not getting engaged till we're 30 or, like, 29 at the earliest. Yeah. I looked at him and I was like, bro, you realize we're going to be dating for, like, a decade at wow. that point. Yeah, like, that's If so you think true. I'm waiting that long, you've got a whole other thing coming. <laughs> that's like, so funny. No, the other day, um, a couple that I know from high school, they started dating, I think, like, sophomore year. They're 25 as well, and they just got engaged. I've, like, a couple of, like people that I was acquaintances with or once was close with in high school have now gotten engaged. And I am just like, whoa, you know, because my mom, she actually grew up in the South. She's from Georgia and she got married at 25 and that unfortunately did not end up well for her. And she wasn't dating this guy for long anyway. So, Um, but, um, so she had always instilled in me that like, if I got married at 25 or before 25, she wouldn't allow it. (gasps) Really? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they're sure now I'm with somebody that I could definitely see myself marrying, but we've only been together for like over two and a half years. So I'm still timelines are so different. Yeah, I got married like way younger and are great and have been together for so long. Yeah, I know people who, you know, got married young, didn't work out, got married older, didn't like, you know, it's just it. it's very dependent on on the couple and everything's so different. And um, I feel young. I feel young. Like, as a married person, yeah. like, no, I am a baby. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. What have been some of, like, the most challenging parts of marriage so far? Um, Really, I don't think there's been a challenge yet, which I should be thankful for, I guess. Hi. 
Um, you know, wedding planning, I was very thankful to be very chill. And my mom was very chill. Yeah. Because she got eloped and she, like, didn't want the whole... Like, she got really stressed when they were planning a wedding. She got eloped. And her mom's, like, a wedding planner. So uh, her getting eloped was, like, kind of like a... A big thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a big deal. Um, and so she didn't want me to feel that kind of pressure, that kind of stress. Um, and so she would help anytime, like, I got really, really stressed. And I was just... I realized, like, with the wedding planner, you really just got to be, like, what the... F- like, whatever. I know. Like, you know, I've never been one of those girls that, like, um, plans her wedding since she's, like, a kid, you know? Like, yeah. some people really are invested in it. I had the Pinterest board, but that's about as far as I got. And yeah. then people started asking me questions. And I realized, like, how, they'd be like, oh, well, of course, like, what are you going to do for this? I was like, um, I don't... Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Like, somebody asked, they are like, oh, like... You know, what are you going to do for your exit? And at this point, we're like three months before the wedding or something. I was like, an exit? Um, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> okay. An exit. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's like, crazy. There's so many freaking details. Right. There's so many different things. Like, sometimes I'll end up on, like, wedding talk. And, like, I've recently, I've been on, like, the side of TikTok with weddings. That's like, things that I, like, wouldn't have done at my wedding or things I did at my wedding with no explanation. Yeah. Um, which I just think is so interesting to hear people's different, like, perspectives on it. I mean, again, as somebody who hasn't, like, invested a lot of time in, like, thinking about it yet. Yeah. Um, it's always so interesting to hear about. Especially. I think you know people who are married in their 20s which I mean sure like I'm not ready to get married yet but it's completely valid and appropriate especially when you've been with somebody for so long um it's always just so interesting to hear about like that life and that choice yeah yeah and with and I think because we've been together for a while and I've known him for so long right it's it's been it's just been fun yeah like married, just really fun we i didn't move in with him until we got engaged okay and so that was new um and you know what i think is one thing that helped as i think that one of the biggest challenges is like moving in with somebody it's yeah like if you move in before and you're dating somebody like you get over that hill a, a lot you know quicker but um i am still so i have this rule with anybody i've lived with outside my parents they just told me what to do um <laughs> but I, I made this rule when i got into college and then I uh, I instilled it when I got got engaged and moved in with him. And funnily enough, it backfires on me every time. But I remember I moved in, and it was my first time living with somebody that like wasn't my family. Yeah, for for college, and I had a roommate and then a suite mate. And so we I remember we all gathered around a bowl of chips. It was like our literally first night all together. And I was like, okay, like. How do we make this really easy for us to communicate? I yeah. wanted, I was re- I wanted to make sure that we could have an open environment. I'm a very like honest and like whatever person. If you tell me to, that I'm being a fucking slob, like please just tell me I'm being a fucking slob and I can yeah. just get you know get over it. And um, so I was like, okay, but how do we do that? Like, how do we best? And I was like, you know what? Let's have a safe word. <laughs> I like, love that. I'm like at this point, I think I just turned 18. I'm like, let's have a safe word. And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> And I was like, no, let's have a safe word. And I think ours was snowman. Okay. And I was like, because I was like, I need to be neutral. Yeah. I was right. like, so this is how it works. You know, snowman, Emily, you left the shower curtain open and that, you know, causes me to do and it really bothers me. Like, can you make sure that you close the shower, and cur- shower curtain? He was like, okay. So they like, they like thought I was so weird, but they did it. Yeah. I got snowmaned more than anybody <laughs> in that whole sweet situation uh, i also lived with um emily was my matron of honor like we we actually today is our 
eight-year anniversary of friendship. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, and so I can say that she's quite neurotic, um, <laughs> and I love her for it. She really taught me how to like keep it clean. But like, you know, I'd, there, we, had, we had these rugs that she hated. They were my rugs, and like because they moved really easily, like you step uh, on them and then they yeah. like fold. Um, and it was like snowband. I am going to murder you if these rugs fold one more time. Or like she taught me about clearing the microwave. Oh. Now I have to have the microwave cleared. So then I got in at, with Joseph. And I was like, let's. And I think ours is penguin. Our safe word is penguin. I love it. Um, yes. And so and he'll come up to me. He's like, okay, we're gonna have a. We call it a penguin moment. Yeah. Like penguin moment. When you, you know, I don't know, park behind me and block me in. Yeah. And I have to get out in the morning and I can't like. I'm getting, you know, like whatever the situation is, I will say it's silly, but it really like kind of sets up. So like if I hear Penguin, if he hears Penguin, we know it's right. like I'm coming out of love because I want to live in a peaceful environment with you and I care about our habitat as yeah. one. And I, it works. Like it sounds dumb, but it uh, works. No, I, it sounds like it works. I get where you're coming from. Communication is so important. And it was definitely something in my relationship that we had to figure out because it was hard. I think it's really hard to approach people with these feelings. And you're like, am I, and at least for me, I'm like, am I going to hurt this person's feelings? Yeah. Like I'm afraid to confront them. And so, I mean, especially with a romantic partner, that communication and being able to trust that person and using like a safe word or being able to facilitate a conversation with them is like such an amazing thing and something like in the past couple months I've realized how important it is in a relationship to be able to truly say anything and everything to your partner yeah because like otherwise you're holding things in and then resentments yeah, happen you can't be walking on eggshells like no. you can't come up with defenses that's when you know people Especially before, right before I got married, and that everybody's doing that. Like marriage is so hard. Marriage is hard, but it's worth it. Every time somebody said that to me, I was like, "Please, respectfully, fuck off." <laughs> and I've only been married like six months, so like, let's take all everything true, I say with true, a grain of salt. But I never liked that because I was like, with marriage, you have hard conversations for sure. Like, yeah. You have harder conversations and you have to talk about, you know, especially when you're merging finances, like you're going to have to, yeah, you're be put in harder places and be more honest. But I don't, I don't know. At this point in my six months of uh, <laughs> marriage, that makes me an expert. Um, it's, I don't think it should be hard. Like you have to go through harder things together. That's kind of the Point? Right. It's yeah, it's the point. I think for me, I had to have that realization. I think, especially in media society, like relationships are sometimes painted in this very like, Disney esque way. And I think when I stopped looking at that and realizing that we are two individuals, we will go through our own hardships individually, then we'll go through hardships together. And it's really just like how we like show up to those things. I think before I was showing up in this way of like, oh my gosh, like anything that slightly rocks the boat, it's it's wrong. Like, uh, like this shouldn't be happening. And now I'm like, oh, you know, okay, this is rocking the bow, and like I can show up and we can be okay, and we'll and we'll work on this together, or I'll be there to support you. Yeah. Um. 100%. But yeah, relationships are crazy. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm learning so much, like in my mid twenties and twenties, just about relationships. Oh, I'm fascinated by people who are like dating. Yeah. Because like, I <laughs> fun fact about me, I've never been on a first date. <gasps> me either. Oh my like god me okay either oh okay, my god okay I have so you understand yes. like i've only dated i've dated two people yeah it's like seriously i had like a two week like talking when i was like 16 but um like 
and both of them I was friends like of course Joseph I've met mm-hmm. when third grade and the other guy I was friends with and so we never and it was high school like we never went on a first date I've never been on a date with somebody I didn't know like me I, either I'm fascinated by dating culture me too because it. it's so funny I went through this period in my really in my current relationship where I was like freaking out because I saw I was like wait I could like really actually see like a future like a forever with you like I've never been on a first date before because like in high school like the crummy boys didn't take me out <laughs> on like a real date it was like you want to hang out in my bedroom and like Netflix and chill oh and God. so I never really went out on yeah. like a, a date date I really rarely use dating apps there was like a period of time during COVID where I was on like hinge and stuff for like maybe two weeks what or something like? um I like don't understand how people find people off of it, <laughs> but maybe it's because I'm just like inexperienced. Yeah. Um. Like I would just like swipe, and then like at the at that point in time, I hadn't come out as bisexual, so I was only like seeing guys mm-hmm. on the dating apps, and they were just like like the conversation was so bland or it was like you want to hook up like whatever and i was just like how does this happen and i know people who have had me found, too like people me too. on dating apps yeah it's like, like it's no longer you know just like a hookup thing like so many people meet yeah each other on apps. no one of my best friends from home met her um guy on tinder mm-hmm. um alana dunn who's also a podcast host she just got engaged to somebody that she met on hinge so like i know it's possible but like i think because i never got that like dating skill mm-hmm. like i was just fucking awkward i think it just sounds like all my friends are <laughs> i love listening to their i love listening to their dating lives because yeah. it's just like I'm just, it's literally, I mean, it's like a TV show for me. They're like, so this is my life. And I'm like, no, but can you tell me the next episode? Because I'm like ready. Um, and, <laughs> and, and I, I'm like a almost painfully social person. Yeah. Obviously, you know, my husband leaves. I'm like, I have to go somewhere to yeah, New City. Yeah. And, and I love people. Like, I love it. My favorite place in the world is, is in a room full of people I don't know. Yeah. Oh, wow. So That's a skill. I, I adore it. And so, I, I, of course, I don't regret anything. Um, but part of me is like, what would I be like? dating because i feel like i think i might be one of those people that's a serial dater yeah because i would just be fascinated with just like meeting people and just yeah. like oh my gosh hi how are you want to be friends and they'd be saying are you a golden retriever like <laughs> um are you home right you'd be like this is my sixth day today <laughs> keep going i know i feel like i either like at least with my friends and people I know who are dating actually today funny I posted on the CFC Instagram and was like you know what's something you're struggling with in your 20s right now and so many people came back with dating Um, because I do think sometimes it can be hard and then you get discouraged by the dating apps and then you're like I just want to meet somebody in person but like knowing what New York City like nightlife culture is like it can be really hard oh my god That that would be insane yeah I just don't know how people do it so if you're out there doing it i am so happy and proud of you (laughs) because i literally tried to do it like in very short increments of time and was like i can't do this yeah um but yeah that is so funny um but changing gears a little bit because i know we both have gone through career changes you were a chemist and now you work in social media and marketing you're on tiktok podcasting and so i'm kind of wanting to go back to like the beginning what did you want to be when you grew up grow oh my grew up words what did you want to be when you grow up and um was it like a chemist oh my gosh no (laughs) no No. i didn't even go into college wanting to be a chemist i oh okay yeah i i mean 
it's interesting because I think that I, I think of like me when I was little. Yeah. And I think there was like two versions of two versions of my answer to that question. Okay. Especially when I was younger. Um, there was the version of this is what's realistic and this is the world that I grew up in and yeah. what an actual career looks like. And then there was like the one behind my head that was I didn't even consider it like a dreamer or maybe it was a fantasy like it was just oh mm. like I'd like to think about this sometimes yeah and like in the forefront like I was I grew up around STEM people so STEM really mm. was all I knew okay um all, all I was really introduced to there wasn't entrepreneurial classes you know in elementary school or middle school or, or anything I wasn't really introduced to that and yeah. so um or even like creative stuff yeah and so I knew like you know for a while it was a marine biologist when I was like really little mm. and then I went to a four-year medical program in high school. Like, oh then my it was gosh. interventional radiologist. Like, but it had to be, you know, long name and complicated and mm. smarty pants. Yeah, whatever. And then in the back of my mind, I've always wanted to f- perform. I've yeah. always wanted to be in front of people. Yeah. Um, and I feel like saying that like can sound embarrassing. I'm just like, it's you know, it's everybody from has a performer skill. from her for her whole yeah. life it is not <laughs> it's, like, i feel like people can think that sounds like uh, narcissistic or something but no i, I always i love being in front of people i yeah. loved entertaining i loved being on stage i i loved any chance i got to be the center of attention and so <laughs> um but it, it i just it didn't even occur to me that that was like a skill yeah or a want or like a career choice so i went through studied science i was a STEM kid. I was in on the honors and AP classes, like top ten percent. Wow. Like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Went to school and on an academic scholarship as well, which I just find funny and so thankful for since I don't use my degree. Um, <laughs> so thankful. Um, and I was gonna go for physics. Okay. Um, I really loved physics. Um, still do. I think it's very interesting. And um, but one wasn't really sure what I was gonna do with physics. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you do with that, really? Because uh, I knew I didn't want to be a physicist. So I'm not 100 sure where my head was at. Yeah. Um, but the school that I got a scholarship to did not have physics as a program. Super small. All at that time, all women's school. That's okay. also not my plan. Okay. Um, and uh, but they said, hey, you want to come for free? And I was like, well, for you, I drive a hard bargain. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I said, next best thing I, was chemistry, and then I just kind of did it. And, wow. Uh, everybody was would say like oh my gosh you're a chemistry major that's so cool oh yeah. my gosh you must be so smart like so successful that's amazing you're doing great mm. and i really especially coming from like you know i was put on the educational track of like the honors courses and like i was such i was a hard honors kid yeah. down to my wiring and yeah. so when somebody else was telling me that i was doing a good job i felt that i was on the right path yes and so i did chemistry and everybody's like you're so cool you're so smart like that's so impressive awesome and I went all the way into uh, jobs and I was applying to marketing jobs. But of course, mm. coincidentally, marketing jobs don't know what to do with a chemist on, <laughs> when it's on their resume. Um, so I didn't get any of those. And so I was like, maybe I really am meant to be a, a chemist. Got mm. a research and development chemist job straight out of college. Don't know who authorized that, by the way. <laughs> a research and development. What? <laughs> like, I that is not an entry level job. Um, but I got it, and yeah. again, everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, that's so impressive!" What mm-hmm. are you doing after graduation? I'm going to be a research and development chemist, and they're like, "That is so amazing!" Like, wow. So I was like, "Okay, I must be doing the right thing. Must be doing the yeah. right thing." Six months in, I was unrecognizable. Mm. I mean, a shell of a person. Yeah. And I don't. I would not have understood what that meant listening to this. You know, in college, I I did really well in college. I was 
at like what I thought was almost my peak. I was like scared. Mm. So I was like, it doesn't get this good and yeah. not go sour and then mm. went sour after graduation, which that's not how life goes. Um, but to me, I thought, oh, I, I peaked in college. Like I did something wrong. But I, I wouldn't have understood what that meant to say a shell of a person. I don't think you do until you've gone to that yeah, place where 100%. you've truly lost your identity and who you are. Um, it took two years oh, of yeah. therapy of you know, healing to get back to the person that I was post that job. And it wasn't just that job. You know, I was never supposed to be on the path or never say never, like everything happens for a reason, but certainly wasn't supposed to be a chemist. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be bopped out of there. Yeah. No, I get that. It is so hard. I was honestly writing about this in my notes the other day when you get that like high or that I'm enough off of like achievements because I was the same as a kid I got my like I am doing good I am worthy because I am achieving things and so when that suddenly went away it was like uh, what am I doing and like I found myself in different ways trying to like get the approval of my parents or other people and be like am I doing a good job because for a while it's been like, oh, you're doing this. Like, how are you making money from that? Like, you know, and yeah. all these, you know, intriguing, intrusive questions. So I totally like understand you and feel you when you say that, you know, you had this want for that achievement. Yeah. And it needed a label. Yeah. As well. That was a big thing when I when I left the chemistry job. And that was after I had I had had my first panic attack. I had my first anxiety mm. attack. I didn't, didn't know what that was. And, yeah. Um, and so I left. That was kind of like straw that broke the camel's back. And um, my biggest worry was what people like. I hate. I was like, please don't ask me what I do. Yeah. Like my biggest. Yes. I, I was like my worst fear was somebody saying, so what do you do? Because at that point, like I didn't know, like I had learned how to do school. I had learned how to do a very like curriculum you know Mm. driven path where you know there's a date there's a graduation all of a sudden you get you know out of college and that's not what life is like like there's no like course schedule there's no check boxes there's no like you know you can run around and I was I was like how do I how do I achieve life like how do I do good how do I get the A how do I like you know be successful and there's no roadmap and I was not taught how to do life on your own with no roadmap nobody else telling you how to do it yeah nobody else telling you what the success metrics were I didn't mm-hmm. know what bars to hit so I had no idea who I was yeah and and so the labels thing like oh that scared the crap out of me I know I feel you I feel you I think that it's something Audrey and I talk about all the time on the podcast like when you get out of college how you're just kind of like thrust into this wide open life and because you've been in school for so long you have no idea what to do with yeah. it I feel you I was so used to like the the regimen of like okay I go to class I study for class I get hopefully like a good grade in class and then now you're just like in this wide open life and nobody's giving you a grade for like waking up in the morning or like you know doing your laundry or going to work and so it becomes so hard when you are trained to like get this achievement off of grades and off of like these school and curriculum things when that's just like not in real life no and there's not an end like I always right. felt like I was staring into the abyss I was yeah. like oh, I literally have my entire life to live like what am I supposed to do with it you know literally. I, and I thought I, I don't know like I, I 
everybody and you know what everybody was like Sarah don't worry about it you're gonna be successful like you're gonna be great it's you know don't even worry about it you're you've always done well and I was mm-hmm. like stop saying that yeah that's this time I'm not mm. like, this time this this isn't this this is it like yeah I, I'm not doing well and so I know what they were trying to say I'm so thankful for their encouragement um because it all does it really does work out like yeah and, and you know but how did you like like, make your way so like you leave your job mm -hmm. and you're going through this hard time like how did you make your way through the hard time yeah so I left uh the pharmaceutical company I was at and I moved back home I Mm -hmm. gave up my I got somebody to take over my lease and at my apartment moved back home I gave myself two weeks to I thought find myself yeah that (laughs) that didn't that took a little longer than two weeks (laughs) Um, but I was like, okay, I need to make money. Like I need to do something. So I went to work at TJ Maxx. I had worked in retail before. So I was like, cool. So I worked at TJ Maxx and, um, I started working at TJ Maxx around November of 2019. Okay. Um, and I was like, you know what? Okay. I wanted to do marketing and I studied, I had a minor in communications. Okay. So it was like, I knew that there was an interest there uh, and I wasn't going to go back to school because I didn't pay the fir- for the first one. So I was like, I don't really want to pay for another one, to be honest. So right. I was like, let me see what I could do with what I have. Um, and so I read books on my lunch break. I would read marketing books and in my brain, I was like, okay, all these marketing experts, like all these business experts, whatever, they have like lived through life. And so they've put their life in this book. So basically, if I read 10 books, that's 10 lives. I'll have lived 10 lives and and I'll have learned 10 lives worth of things. Mm-hmm. Like I was grappling yeah. for like something. Um, and that really, that's what taught me everything about that I know about marketing. Interesting. Um, and uh, of course, you know, November 2019, around March of 2020, we yeah. had a giant thing happen. <laughs> uh, and that yeah. truly, um, you know, I think everybody was affected in different ways. Mm-hmm. That absolutely threw a wrench into my plan. We went home. I had been I've been connected with this woman who was a freelancer and she did uh, like freelance copywriting. She had a, okay. a copywriting business. Sure. Um, and so I came onto her team as a freelancer. She taught me what a freelancer was. I didn't know what freelancing was. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, she just said hey like I'll pay you a couple hours a week she paid me I think she said I'll pay you $20 an hour for a couple hours a week to help me out with some of my marketing stuff mm-hmm. and I was like $20 an hour I'm rich Slay. like um absolutely <laughs> so uh I had been working like a couple hours outside of TJ Maxx and then we shut down so I went to her I said hey like I have you know more hours to give until we you know open back up mm-hmm. of course that took several weeks yeah. by the time that I got the call weeks later to come back to TJ Maxx. We were opening again. Um, I was making more money freelancing than I was at TJ Maxx. Yeah. It's retail. It's not that hard to do. <laughs> but it was still like a big deal. Right. Um, and so I entered the world of freelance, um, which was awesome. And looking back, um, I would never do it again. Okay. <laughs> I would never do it again. But it was great for what I needed at, at the that time. time. At yeah. the time. Um, still didn't make a lot of money. Working for yourself is is killer. Yeah. It is really killer. Yeah. Um, so and and freelancing is so hard. Mm-hmm. But I learned so much. And one hundred percent like that that 
experience with her. And that's when I started the podcast in 2020. Yeah. Um, when I was like, okay, now I, I, I did feel like I was getting in the group of like, I was doing things that interested, interest me. Yeah. So, um, then I started, uh, attainable podcast yeah. on, August, on August 11th, which is, I remember that cause it's my brother's birthday and apparently I want to make everything about me. So I said, <laughs> you know what? Let's start the podcast on this today. Day. Today. Today. Yeah. Um, and it was okay. Like we're going to, I, there's a life I want. I can see it now. Yeah. I'm kind of getting out of the dark and I absolutely believe it's attainable. And so let's. <gasps> oh, I let's, love that. That, yeah. Like, you know, whatever you're thinking, whatever you thought when you were four, that it, I think it always comes back to bite you in the ass in a good way. Because <laughs> now I'm looking back and I'm like, hey, little girl, like you're on camera. Yeah. Everything. Like you have an audience. You are on stage. It's just a little bit different than you thought. Yes. Um, I always tell that to people about TikTok yeah. because I did, in fact, grow up like on a stage. And so when I decided to take a step back from that, people were like, what the fuck? Like this is, you know, again, what you do sometimes gets very intertwined with your identity. So much so people love, oh my God, they love, because I was a makeup artist for a while. Yeah. And like, still sometimes I get people's questions like, so are you just doing the makeup thing? I'm like, that was one phase, like that was a job. <laughs> like that was one phase of me. Yes. We are literally like six years off of that. So, <laughs> six years. Um, I think we should move past it. No, it's just so crazy. And, and that was like, at least for me and I know Audrey as well like such a hard part about shifting careers or trying other things was that we spent so many years over decades of our lives doing theater and so when we were like huh like what else is out there people were like what yeah like what um i mean especially our parents you're they're like what are you doing and i would always say to my dad and my mom i'm like TikTok podcasting like this is just another stage yeah, to perform on stage. yeah mm -hmm. like think about all these people millions of followers they're broadcasting their lives daily like a t television yeah. show um and so yeah I love that you said that because I am like the huge advocate for like how social media can be your stage um if you treat it in that way yeah, 100%. um so what would be your advice for people who are like questioning their careers or going through a career change? Oh man. Um, well, I mean, it, advice changes based on like where you're at. Totally. It, for, um, anybody who is currently like in the thick where you're like kind of looking around and you're like, Oh, like, I don't think I want to do this. Yeah. Um, one, that feeling is valid and no matter, there's probably some truth in it. Yeah. I'm not saying jump ship. I will never tell, like, I was very privileged to have a net with my parents. I could go back home and they allowed Same. me to do that. Same. Like, you know, there's absolute privilege there. And so it depends on your situation. But if you're thinking that, there's probably some truth in it in that there does need to be a change of some sort. Mm, um, I love that. And so with that, and also realize, like, that change can be small. Like, it can be, like, bits and pieces. I feel like when you're in a moment where you feel lost, you really go to these podcasts or like instagrams or tiktoks that really start to like talk about like nine to five life sucks <laughs> and you should go be a nomad and you should go build a business and like blah, blah, blah. and i'm like that's really awesome for some people um it i i was that person yeah. and i was like oh my god if i am not running my own business as a nomad in costa rica tomorrow i think i'm gonna fail like, <laughs> <laughs> freaking out and it was like i have to you know be yeah. a, like travel the world or whatever i thought that that i then i all i was looking for was like another like way to succeed yeah then this person told me that was the way to success like 
check yourself yeah. to see if you're just kind of looking for like another metric of success and you're mm. not actually looking at what would be good to you like what would be fun to you yeah um if you can absolutely like if you can step away from that place and you can like get out i had somebody um message me and was like how how did you find happiness and this is this is a girl who's followed me for a while went to college with her Mm. i was like girl i wish i knew but but to and i want to be very practical i'm like honestly it was when i switched my jobs yeah like that was a huge part so if you can I'd say make the switch. Yeah. Um, if you can't, then bring, like, make an addition. Make, mm. Like, bring in the hobby. Like, for me, I, cu- I couldn't go straight into marketing. I couldn't go straight into whatever. I didn't even know what I wanted to go straight into. So I brought in books be- to learn. And I was like, okay, let's see if I like this. And so I can live other people's lives. And if I don't like living their life through their book, then it's not for me. Yeah. And, and if you're in a place where you're not sure what you want to do, then start looking at what you don't want to do. That's yeah. a lot more clear. Um, and so when I was looking for jobs, I wish I would have really taken a look and been like, do I want to do that every day? Mm-hmm. And paid more attention to the no's instead of really trying to search for the yeses. Yeah. Because I didn't know. I didn't, I, like, I couldn't have imagined my job now. Yeah. And so. So many people say that about yeah. what they end up doing. Yeah. It is. It's confusing when you, you know, been doing something for so long and now you're going to shift and you know, where do you even start? I know for me, like, I was like, I have literally been training and singing, dancing and acting for like 15 years of my life. Like, where am I going to start like, yeah. looking for a real job? And I think you're correct in saying that, like, it is so much about these like small steps and small adjustments. And I do think it's hard with, you know, social media, you're looking at everybody else's life and it all seems to happen so quickly and so yeah. perfectly. And so everything for everybody else. Yeah. But truly, I think most people, it does take years and time to really get to where you're supposed to be anybody i've talked to it's a very winding road yeah if if i were to go back like if i could have popped into my dorm room like in one i wouldn't have looked at any job boards until january or february Mm. i would not have looked at a job board that was i was looking at job boards in like august like wow the year before i was freaking out yeah i wouldn't have looked at any job boards and really I probably would have taken a few months after graduation mm. to just like, you know, mellow out, yeah. learn who I was. Yeah. And if I needed to get a job, I would have went out and found the most fun job possible. Mm. Like, I don't know, be a Disney princess for parties or Slay. like your favorite ice cream shop or like those axe throwing places and work yeah. there. Like literally go look at like what's the most fun thing and that's all you're looking for is somewhere fun. Go work in an amusement park, go be a lifeguard, like whatever seems fun go do that and then you know somebody's gonna argue and be like okay but like the the entry-level experience or like jobs that i want in my career like they want experiences like great go get a fun job learn who you are a little bit yeah you know fuck around a little bit after college like (laughs) fuck around and find out fuck around and find out (laughs) if you need a job get a fun one and then for the experience that's where i would say freelance on the side do little mini projects yeah also if you nobody wants to actually hire you for anything make it up like, say you want to be a graphic designer, make it up. Every day, give yourself a new prompt. Be like, oh, you know, uh, completely fucking clueless is coming at me and they want a, a new logo. Great. Make it. And and, yeah. and that's your your portfolio. Like, yeah. just make shit up. And yeah. then all of a sudden you have all this experience and nobody asked you for it. But mm. don't wait for people to come in. I totally get Like, sometimes you need a job. Go get a fun one. And then go learn on the side because yeah. it's a whole new experience after like you really do have to go through a whole new learning experience after college to learn oh, what it's like 100%. to be, be out of that system, what who you are mm-hmm. out of that system and really what you want. Yeah. 
I 100% agree with you. I After college, I went right into like a performing job, but it was only three months. And then I came back and I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? And so it wasn't necessarily a fun, but the kids were amazing. Mm-hmm. I like nannied for a full yeah. year. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't something I was really like intending to do, but I agree that it gave me the time, especially when I was making this career change and shift to like think about and try out different things that I may want to do. It gave me time to create the podcast with Audrey. Um, and it was something I had always wanted to do, but never in college had the time to pursue it because school was so important. I wanted good grades, like all that bullshit. Um, and so, yeah, it does. It's, interesting because like it's after college everyone's just like wants a job that nine to five i want that oh i wouldn't have i've been pleased i mean i remember crying like oh girl pick yourself up (laughs) and seriously fuck around and find out yeah because it's gonna do you wonders you would have you would have saved yourself two years of heartache girlfriend yeah and probably gotten to where you are faster yeah well at least you you found yourself there you know i think that's like such the beautiful thing about it and like getting to listen to yourself and and know yourself more um we interviewed meg jay last week and she wrote the defining decade and oh my god yeah i oh i haven't listened to it is it so good is it i haven't it's gonna come out with something else in like a couple weeks because we did another thing with her yeah and so we've been waiting to align the two projects literally that if anybody hasn't read the book oh, i so adore good. that book yes so much and right after i saw that you were uh interviewing her actually a, a friend of mine was like put up something yeah. on her thing it was like book recommendations so it's like the fighting jacket i it love is- her life-changing i think i've read it twice through yeah you know i read it because we did something in january and i read it once and then i kind of skimmed it again when we interviewed her last week but it was interesting something she said like on the interview was how you really don't even know who you like truly are until you're like 35 yeah and that exciting yeah and so she's like you know i know things feel so uncertain and so crazy right now but like it's because that's the time of your life that you're in and slowly but surely you'll get to know and understand yourself more and more and more. And then by the time, you know, you're in your thirties or older, like you aren't feeling so uncertain because you're so grounded in who yeah. you are. And so I think that's, what's so like important about our twenties is that we are making those steps every day to continue to know who we are. Yeah. 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 So before we end, I wanted to just talk a little bit about your TikTok and podcast, yeah. of course. Um, so you started your podcast in 2020, 2020. Yeah. Now that yeah. Think about it, it was 20 August 11th, 2020, 2020. And so, you know, you were saying before how like attainable podcast came from this idea that like anything that I want is like in reach. And so can you just give a little bit of an idea to our listeners what you talk about on the attainable podcast? Yeah. Um, I bring on a lot of guests because yeah. I really want to expose um, our audience to like a bunch of different paths nice. and how winding they are. And, um, I'm super nosy person. And so and a lot of times I kept like listening to interviews and I felt like they weren't asking the nosy questions. Okay. So I, you know, I make sure to like clear, like with my guests, but I'm like, no, yeah. I want to know, like when sure. like, don't skip the details. And so, um, we really dive deep into other people's journeys just to get a visualization, uh, things that I wish that I would have been exposed to. Mm. Um, we just had on a guy who, um, he actually works at my marketing company, but he's also a music manager. Oh, fierce. He worked with like some pretty huge rappers. Yeah. And so these are like career paths that I didn't know about. And so I want, you know, people to 
be exposed to these just as like I wish I would have been exposed to a lot of different things nice. we have those and then we also talk about we also just kind of have fun I yeah. really love the fun podcast I'll bring on uh, friends so we can like home like shoot the shit yeah uh, and just talk about like life and the funny things and what's uh, you know, what products that we're loving right now, solo travel and what that's like. Mm. Um, just, do you do a lot of solo travel? I did last year and then, uh, or I guess two years ago. And then with the wedding, of course, like kind right. of we traveled on hold. Uh, but I think I'll do it again. Um, yeah. And a lot of people were like really weirded out because at this point, uh, solo travel, I think we were engaged. Yeah, I was engaged. Uh, maybe. No, no, no. It was right before I got engaged. But of course, a long-term relationship. Um, They're like, what are you like where's joseph and i was like what do you mean like i'm just going to costa rica like i went on on a solo travel um and it, i went with a like travel group so it was like solo travels uh but then they set up but the itinerary like a- and you but you uh-huh. met people like you didn't know people were really weirded out by that um huh. and i'm sure they're gonna be weirded out weirded out when i go again when i'm married but um <laughs> like it i was super fun i highly recommend it yeah how like w- i guess because you said you're really social you weren't like anxious about like no. getting to know people no my people. advice is awful when people are like <laughs> oh my gosh i'm like nervous to go because i'm an introvert i'm like oh sweetheart i would scare you like and, and i'm also one of those people like if somebody's quiet i i um, push a little yeah yeah i'm like i'm like i'm gonna make you cry like, i just can't i'm terrible i'm sure i'm their worst nightmare um that's yeah. so funny i'm awful for advice but honestly like there's so many you know different paths and so uh if i think when people are nervous they're like nervous about what other people are gonna think about them right like, whatever nobody's thinking about you i promise yeah like just let's be honest like nobody's Ugh. thinking about you just go eat have fun and if you're nervous ask somebody where they're from it's the easiest question ah, and it go. will start something i know i feel like uh, as like when i was i'm pretty extroverted with like people i know but when it comes to meeting new people sometimes i can be a little bit closed off and in this like podcast situation i've really had to like kind of push myself yeah. to be more outgoing with people i do not know but i'm like when i meet people in the real world sometimes i'll like practice for like when i meet people like interviewing wise yeah. so that i can be better at kind of just like listening and coming up with conversation and so now i like start asking people when i'm out like these like where are you from what yeah do you do? like all yeah. these questions to like try and get them to talk to me a bit yeah um but no i think that's so admirable because i've done like some traveling um but i've done it you know with friends usually mm-hmm. um but i always think it's so interesting when i see like people that i follow going on these solo trips it's i mean it's the f- you want to fuck around find out after college you go travel i mean yeah. i hate to be the person that's like go travel after college no but for real even if you can take like a week trip it yeah. will like go go uh. international in some way shape or form and uh it you will learn so much yeah about yourself i love i mean i traveled in college um and i because i got to study abroad and then i also i took a gap year so i went to new zealand for a bit it was um, so fun so fun and it is i th- I do i feel like you learn so much about yourself when you're traveling especially like when you're not around your parents and and things like that yes. as you're evolving and growing yes. it can be such a great time to get to know who you are where's your favorite place that you've been oh um uh, Costa Rica really does have a special place yeah. in my heart. Um, 
specifically, and I want to go back. Actually, I was going to go back in February, and the plane ticket prices right now are astronomical. Oh. Uh, it's Costa Rica and in Santa Teresa. Um, and it is there's a really cool like, island beach surfer town. There's a hostel that I really love there. Um, and so I was just going to go back to the hostel, like bring my surfboard. And I just want to. What a dream. But yeah, just vibe. That's all I want to do. Vibe. It's a very like vibes only. Yeah. And like no thoughts, just vibes is all Costa Rica. It's so great. Um, yeah. And so I want to go back, but uh, it's been very expensive. So, and it really shouldn't be because it's like an hour flight from Miami. So I'm like, yeah. I'm not paying $600. I love you so much. I literally can't. Yeah. Um, I won't do it. Um, <laughs> love that. And then I did uh, actually with my uh, now mother-in-law and my husband, who was at the time boyfriend, of course, after college, we went to uh, Greece and Italy. <gasps> um, and, oh my gosh. I love uh, Mykonos, Patmos was so, everybody talks about Santorini and people do talk about Mykonos, um, but like the other islands are really beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. But, uh, that's on my bucket list is yeah. Greece. My mom is going there this summer. I haven't gotten to go there, but I love, I studied abroad in Florence and traveled around Italy yeah. a bit. It's gorgeous. So I still haven't done the Amalfi Coast. And oh, I, me am, either. Me I'm either. a dumbass. And I was like, in February, I was like, I'm going to do Italian summer. And I was realized, mm, the time to plan that would have been last February. Literally. So now I need to look for like next summer because yep. I know about February next year, I'm going to look around and be like, I want to do the Italian summer because everybody's going Ev, to Positano. And I'm like, I want to be the bitch in Positano, please. Literally, what is with everybody and their mother going to like Italy over the summer? I don't know. I, I want to be them. I know. Like, it became it. the trend last summer and I'm literally like sitting in my bedroom in New York and I'm like, pissed. What? Yeah. Like, how do I get to Italy yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone. You want to go? <laughs> I will. Let's plan the trip because I need to have my Italian summer is so bad. I know everyone's like holding an Aperol spritz, like yeah. on the beach in Capri, and I'm like, I want to be there. I want to be there, please. I know. I feel like since the pandemic, I've gotten like so out of like the whole like travel thing. It's it's been tough to get back into it. Really? But yeah. I mean, I've gone on trips like here and there, but yeah. you know, I think I'm in the phase of like trying to like make some money so that i can travel yeah. and like do the things that i want to do yeah, so cross my fingers uh you know uh something that i did that i that's how i did costa rica and everything and something um i don't know and it's still this like a long time ago and then we brought it into our finances for our marriage when we merged um is i treated travel like a bill and okay so i have a travel savings account highly recommend doing like a money market or some high yield savings account yeah and i deposit um like at one point you know in college i was like doing 20 dollars a month 50 dollars a month whatever right uh, because i didn't like the idea of I'm a very spontaneous person. So yeah. I didn't like the idea of like when I wanted to go to Positano, I needed to like I save all this money. Save for all it. this money. Right, right, right. Wait. Or if my friend wanted me to go, like if we, you know, they're like, let's go to Nashville, let's go to whatever. I wanted to be able to have the money sure. like, at the time. So then I just had a savings account. So anytime, you know, somebody said, hey, like, you want to go on a trip next month? I had like a little bulk. Nice. And that's super That's well a good one. I know. I was listening to your recent podcast episode and you were talking like about financial things or like a recent update episode just to like see where you were at. And you were talking about like finance stuff and like your deck with your husband, yeah. which I thought was so funny because like now I've gotten used to like the deck terminology. Um, I didn't even think about it. Like people were making fun of me on my TikTok because I said oh, we just use this internally. Yeah. The fact that internally. I'm now. Oh, my God. The, the fact that I now use corporate language. I'm like, who is? this bit i know i'll text audrey and i'll be like let's just like touch base let's touch base like, do you want to yeah. sync on this yeah. like can we actually i don't want to meet can we work on this async like oh my god it's disgusting so funny it's so funny so funny okay my last question for yeah. you we ask everybody on the podcast can you tell me a recent time that you felt clueless oh gosh um okay this is gonna be like a really like quite practical one i wish i had something like no. cooler um but i'm all about practicality i just got my first car loan oh. um and like the whole 
license plate, car loan. I literally was going in to try and find out how to pay my car loan this morning. And I, um, and especially like getting married, like merging the finances, trying to talk to people. This is where I do feel young. Like when I'm trying to talk to people about like at the bank or like at the, like whatever office where you have to get your license and like all this kind of stuff. They're like looking at me like, are you a child? I'm like, yes. And I'm trying my best. (laughs) Like (laughs) I really don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like trying to call my friends on like how to do things. Um, and that's still like the whole life deck. It is because of me being fucking clueless yeah. trying to get like a married life together like merging a life with another person and then getting like car loans and you know he's like you know he pretty much handled the mortgage but now i'm taking over like the finances mm-hmm. I'm just i like finances a lot more so i'm just like oh shit like there's deeds there's like <laughs> what the hell and this is the this is the moment where it's like the tiktok sound i'm just a baby i'm like yeah, i can't I'm, I'm out like you just like shut your laptop and like i gotta go literally I me literally like taxis and i'm like uh so fucking clueless like how the fuck do i do any of this like how do i be an and adult? it's more like the center of tax season and yeah. i've done it years before and i still every year i'm like i don't know what's going on i literally have no idea what's going on like i thankfully this year i'm very privileged to have like my parents accountant helping me but god only oh, knows. i had to get one yeah like yeah. i'm like what the fuck even what does any of this mean i'm like <laughs> Oh, it's so bad. life deck, dude. Life deck life was the deck, answer. Everyone, get a life deck. Get the deck. life deck. It is. It is truly. It, it says like on the life deck. It says the life deck. Uh, reference when you don't know what the fuck is going on. Slay. That's that's the title. I was like, yep, that's exactly what you do. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast Thank today. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Um, all your socials. Give yes. it to them. All the socials. Uh, so me, I'm Sarah E. Boss with an Sarah with an H E and then B A U S on everything. That's uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all the things. Attainable Podcast is on Instagram, and you can find it and anywhere that you find podcasts. And then uh, we do post the podcast on my youtube so if you can find sarah eboss then you'll find all of our podcast episodes um and i think that covers it oh and pinterest i'm actually i fucking love pinterest pinterest I lo- holler. oh i love pinterest and we pin a lot so if you are an aesthetic girly go follow my pinterest get on that pinterest all right guys we will see you next week have an amazing tuesday amazing week and don't forget to be motherfucking clueless bye, bye.